Hey, what's up? This is Mark Lopes from Metal Church and Ross the Boss Band. And you are listening, watching CMS TV. And all you people out there, keep it fucking metal. presents and i of course am chris aiken and i am thrilled to be introducing you guys to a a new band from an old favorite of mine anyway um you certainly knew her in uh, her other band we'll get to that in a little while but she has a new band it's called how we end has a brand new single that's out there called my fight my fighting heart uh this band is made up of pieces that i can't wait to try and dissect how this came together because what a what an interesting lineup. But here to talk all about it is the one, the only, Miss Jen Majura. Jen, how are you? Hi, everybody. Hi. Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. Good, good. Well, it's great to have you on. Um, I love the single. I'll start there. I absolutely love the single. I had, I saw the lineup, you know, the the press release when the single came out, and I started reading the names, and I was like, all right, this doesn't fit with this, and this doesn't fit with this, and none of it fits with you. I was like, what is going on here? So maybe that is the best place to start. Why don't we start by having you introduce how we end the band and talking about just how this seemingly crazy lineup came together and fits so well together. Yeah, I, I know it sounds like a crazy mix of like different spices and herbal stuff that doesn't really go together. Right. But, you know, my personal understanding is like as musicians, I, I love metal. I love death metal. I love prog metal. Definitely. That's where my heart is at. But at the same time, I wouldn't limit myself when it comes to listening to music. So I am open minded. I can enjoy some well produced pop music like, I don't know, Lady Gaga or stuff like sure. that. But then at the same time, I like hard rock stuff, like old school hard rock stuff. And and so when we as musicians do not limit ourselves when it comes to listening to music, why should we limit ourselves and put ourselves in one niche when we write and compose music, right? Right. So um, how this whole band got together, I'm probably the last piece of band member you should talk to because I was the last puzzle piece. Okay. 
um, I can, that's hearsay, but I can tell you that I've been friends with Tom Nauman, the guitar player of Primal Fear, for ever since I've pooped into diapers, to be honest. (laughs) Tom and I literally grew up in the same area in south, south of Germany. Sure. And there was a time when I just graduated high school and he was already an established guitar teacher in that city that we have been like competitioning with music school teaching and stuff. And um, yeah, and so I've known Tom forever and he approached me and he asked me in a time where I just went through the whole stuff last year and I wasn't really sure if I wanna commit to another band. So I told him, I'm like, yeah, you know, like you do that band and I'll check in with you later. Right. And so I did like a couple of months later, I gave him a call and I'm like, dude, what's, what's, what's cracking? What's cracking? What's happening with your new band? I thought you were out there to conquer the world. Right. Right. And I haven't heard anything. And he's like, yeah, I mean, the band is still waiting for the last band member to commit and say yes. And I'm like, interesting. Who's that? (laughs) Dumb ass me. I was like, Oh, you mean me? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Nice. And then I for once took really like time and and like, you know, sat down, listened, digested the music like piece by piece. And I immediately fell in love with the music. It's modern. It's different. It's fresh. It's Mm -hmm. um, it's so different from where I come from. And I truly believe that the music that we have written so far or shall I even say they have written so far um, is it's just the collaboration of all these different spices and flavors that everybody in this band brings to the table. And right. um, I, 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 I remember the discussion we had when, when it came to, Hey, we have to write like a biography, like what's the style that we're doing? <laughs> and everybody <laughs> in the band was like, Oh, hmm. well, mm. right. <laughs> it was really hard. And then I said, guys, how about this? We just call it crossover metal because that's really what it is. Right. It's a little piece of this flavor and a little piece of that kind of subgenre. And then we have like this element of like modern, heavy, deep riffing. And then we also have like some rap hip hop elements because our bass player, Mitch, he's a giant fan of hip hop music. Okay. You know, it's, and it's like diva. I mean, my God, I, I didn't know her in person. We sure. just literally met and I fell in love with her vocal abilities, her personality. She's fantastic. And her coming from this black death metal band and sure. Tom being the guy with a power metal band background and me coming from this quite rather hard rock, goth, indie, uh, I don't know how to explain Almost it. Almost pop. Background. Yeah, almost. almost it is that's what i say yeah pop yeah. <laughs> and my solo albums are pretty much hard rock and prog oriented oriented and so it's it's really an interesting flavor i think with all these different characters coming together in one band sure was it for you personally was it important for you not to do what you had been doing with evanescence to do something so that you wouldn't would not get comparisons to it so that you could stretch out and showcase more than th- what you were doing there. Hmm, I never thought about that. <laughs> uh, I think when it comes to my personal taste or my personal, how to say that? I think the only thing that really is important to me is that the music is good. 
It's okay. all about the music. The music has to convince me. And even if he would have had the loveliest bunch of people, but the music doesn't convince me, sorry. Sure. Nah. You know, it's it's just it's just the music really convinced me because at that time I wasn't really ready and willing to dive into a new band. I thought more of like, honestly, I considered quitting music because I was so fed up and done with the whole thing after last year that I literally considered quitting music. And that music of how we end the songs, that, that just yanked me out of this dark hole. And it makes me really happy and sure. grateful. All right, let, let's get let's get the evanescence crap out of the way because I don't uh, want to get I don't want to get into the whole thing. I really don't. I'll, I will be you. the one interview that's not going to be like, tell me what happened. I'm not. I'm not. I don't want to know that. I I've read enough to know that. <laughs> what What I'm curious about is, from what I've read, it sounded like a you were caught completely off guard, yes. and b when it hit you. It, it it really took you kind of out of, just like you just said, completely out of wanting to even play music. So what did you do in that time since you're a musician? Musicians play music. Even I know a zillion guitar players like you that even when they're not in a band, they've got their phone and their guitar in their hand and they're playing something and saving it and thinking about the next thing and the next thing. What did you do? to get through it where, where it sounds like you were obviously in a bad, bad place. First of all, I was super ambitious and thought I'm going to use the time that I was supposed to be away from home because I calculated with being away from home for eight months. That is a lot of time, which I took care of at my home in Germany. So people would take over my like teaching in my music school and I organized everything. So now I had all this time on my hands um, and I decided to start digging into writing my third solo album. Okay. I wrote crap. It, it just sounded like shit. The first song was a black metal song. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is not what I'm. Then I wrote a song that sounded like Pink Floyd. And I'm sorry to say that. I know we should not say stuff like that. I hate Pink Floyd. And then. <laughs> Out of a sudden, I write a song that sounds like Pink Floyd, and I'm like, oh, it's just bad. And I was like, okay, I need more happy vibes after the black metal track. So I wrote a 70s disco track, you know, and I'm like, what are you doing, Jen? It's, it was, I was just feeling too many emotions, I believe. Um, right. And I couldn't just like bundle them into like one solo album. It was just impossible. And I was uh, very unsatisfied with my, uh, compositions and with everything that I that came out of me in a creative way um, and I tried and tried and tried until one point that was somewhere in summer August September and I said you know what fuck it fuck <laughs> it fuck it I'm just gonna live life I'm gonna travel I'm gonna play little shows that I want to play so sure. I played a charity show with friends in Italy stayed a couple of days I was traveling to see my friend Ola in Sweden. You know, I did all kinds of like enjoy life and stop mm -hmm. pressuring yourself. Like you have to write, you have to be functioning, you have to be creative because it just didn't work. And it was not that I've spent countless hours, days, weeks with my guitar. To be really honest, I have never, ever in my life played less guitar. Wow. I, I, like I said, it got to the point where I really felt like I don't want to do this anymore mm. because I lost trust in the music business. I saw 
a lot of this, you know, white noise out there. Everybody's like super sexy and super beautiful and super untalented, but famous and shit like that. <sighs> and I was just fucking tired of this bullshit. I'm sorry. I really oh, have to. Swear. <laughs> Go ahead. It's fine. <laughs> it's okay with me. <laughs> uh, and anyway, so I got to a point of really dark, you know, frustration and I didn't want to deal with this anymore. And I, I cooked a lot and I knitted a lot, all kinds of like normal hobby stuff that girls would do. I don't know. I've felt interesting for once. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and um, yeah, until Tom came along and yanked me out of this really black hole. Sure. Wow. <laughs> you know what though? It's, it's, it's almost not surprising that, that you got down like that just because, I mean, and you know this, you know, to get to a band as big as that band, you know, that that's that's every musician's dream. And it's 99% of the musicians don't get there. And then you get there and then it gets yanked from you. I can see where it's like, well, you know, I don't want to start over. I mean, I have to. No, no, no. That's not it. That's that's totally not it. Okay. And to be really honest, I mean, I had a wonderful six years and sure. I am grateful for these six years because I saw places I met people, I tasted weird food, you know, all over the world. And that is experience that nobody can take away from me. That's memories. Right. And I, I cherish those beautiful memories and I'm grateful for those memories. Um, and right now I see it as like, a, you know, there, there was a throne and I was allowed to sit on that throne next to the bigger throne, you know, and that was a quite comfortable chair. Sure. But now it's somebody else's time to sit on that chair and it's fine. Right. It's really fine. And I, you know, the press was like thinking, oh, they must hate each other. And no, I, I don't hate them. And I don't wish anybody something bad or totally not because it was it was a business decision. And I understand that. And if that's what is needed to continue the business, well, OK, then that's it. I just think it could have been a little bit earlier in time without me considering being gone from home eight months and then getting that note two weeks before I was supposed right. to leave. That's the only thing where I'm like a little bitter maybe. Well, yeah. Um, and and, and why, why wouldn't you be, you, you planned a whole year's worth of activity yeah. and now, now it's like, okay, well now I don't have any money coming in for the next eight months that I had planned. I mean, that makes sense. It was just a lot of free time right. in my apartment on my couch me staring at the wall and going like, hmm. <laughs> and that's, uh, people who know me know that I, I function best when I'm busy and I'm under positive stress and positive pressure with right. work. And and out of a sudden there was no, the purpose was gone. Sure. You know, it's just like floating in, in oblivion and you're like, the heck happened? So, you know, like I said, I, I really have fun memories of that time and i i really wish them the best and and i know emma and she's fantastic i mean sure. she's awesome Very it's a little good. bit funny that she almost looks like me and she's half asian too <laughs> <laughs> very nice <laughs>
Well, well, now that you're now that you're past that, and now that you're into how we end, do you do you um, take do you take maybe the lessons of how the ba- of the bad and use it to make sure it doesn't happen with the next project? Well, with I, you, I, yeah, I know what you mean, but I think it's a constant process that you learn. Us humans shall never stop learning. Sure, you know. And so I learned something with my very first band at the age of 12 that I keep in my mind and continuing to grow. And also I learned stuff when I toured Europe with my ACDC tribute band in 2000, I don't even remember, 10. You know, it's like every little step in your in your life is a little step further to learn and, and grow as a person and learn from your experiences and, you know, to prevent you from making the same mistakes over and over again. So I'm just like enjoying this beautiful group of friends that like to make music together, honestly. Sure. Now you, you did mention that Howie End has more songs that were written before you joined it. Yes. Now that you've joined it, has their writing process changed to include you as like a, a creative part? <laughs> okay. Honest truth here. <laughs> yeah. Um, they asked me to contribute almost on a daily base. Okay. But the thing is, I am running all the How We End accounts and I take care of all the advertisement and the promotion together with CMM, okay. uh, the promotion, promotion sure. company and stuff like that. I don't have the time. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I will for sure. When when this whole, um, you know, this whole first month of like, whoa, oh my God, everything is so exciting and we need to sure. like, push and post to keep our name out there and stuff like that if that subsides a little bit of course i'm gonna write with them and a beautiful compliment was that they are all like looking forward what i bring to the what i bring to the table concerning like more modern guitar riffing you know i'll take my seven string and then yeah i'm looking forward to that yeah sure definitely do you do you think that the sound i mean you've heard the songs that they've already created yeah. Do you, how do you think it'll change once you get your your fingers in there playing? I can't tell you that. I don't. I don't know. I mean, honestly, I am a musician. I would never write and force my own style into something for the sake of my own style. Sure. I would always write in the style that contributes and uh, contributes and and is demanded by the music style or the music or the song or whatever, you know, if there, if there's no need, I said that plenty of times, if there's no need for a guitar shred solo, I will not play it. Right. No, I, I, I get that. But I also know how you guitar guy, guitar <laughs> people are where you hear no. something and you're like, Oh, this, that's not how I do it. Here's how I do it. You, you well, do something maybe. different. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know. I'll we'll have another chat and I'll tell you as soon okay. as it happens. Okay. That's right, cool. Fair enough. <laughs> well, what is the plan for how we end? I know we have the single. I know you're saying there's more music that's written. Is there an album or an EP? Or... Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we're gonna release the first three singles independent. Okay. And uh, the second single is actually being worked on right now as we speak in okay. Sweden. So that's pretty exciting. And um, yeah, so we're going to hopefully release the second single soon. And then we're already, that's what I spent my day with today. I was writing the storyline for the next video. So we're going to have another video, which is going to be 
mind blowing. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> now, do, do you, I'm, I'm just curious, just because you're sort of techie, do you do the videos yourself or do you send that out to somebody to do? Or yes well, to both. <laughs> I, I, I had, um, I found a beautiful person. Uh, his name is Dirk Pixel Eye. And I contacted him and the whole band, we immediately fell in love with him. He feels like the fifth, wait, in our case, the seventh Beatle. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, and he brought so much creativity and, and awesomeness to the whole idea of the look and everything. And he was just, he became a friend by now. And uh, he's totally in charge for the next video. And him and I work very close together. Also, I work very close when it comes to the story idea of the video okay. um, with Jake in Sweden because I consider him a really good actor, to, sure. to be honest. So that helps a lot when it comes to like how to, you know, direct the camera and stuff like that. Um, I write the storyline together with Jake. And um, yeah, and then we try to make it, turn it into reality the best possible ways and I, i'm curious about this next one because i i can't tell you anything about it but it's like sure it's it's gonna be hard <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> very cool you know i come up with all these ideas and my band like this morning the bass player mitch he said like jen i have no clue what you have smoked and i don't know how you come up with those ideas it's <laughs> genius and i'm like okay all right let's go for it so i always throw these ideas out there and then afterwards, in quiet, when I'm all by myself, I'm like, how am I going to do this? Right. How, how am I going to make this work? Like, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> but that's the fun. That's the challenge. And I like being challenged, you know? Right. Now, obviously, at some point, I'm assuming this band's going to be on at least playing some shows somewhere. Well, you know? we have one show. Oh, have okay. Yes. that's um, And funny enough, it's my favorite festival in Germany. Uh, it's the Rock Hearts Festival. Okay. And it's going to take place. Our show, we're playing on the 6th of July. Okay. And we have countless uh, show offers already coming in. And yeah, it's, it's, it's everything is so exciting. And also after just a week from the release of our video single, looking at the numbers and all without a label, Almost right. getting like 20k clicks. That's that's fantastic, and I couldn't be grateful for that. I mean, that's sure. just fantastic. Sure. Do you think that when that the music will be out and you'll be able to tour before everybody gets busy again? Because I know, like Primal Fear is getting ready to put out a record too, and oh, I yeah. know I know how they work. They put out a record and then they're gone for a while. So you know, I mean, will you guys be able to get it in before it's that? Okay, here's the thing. It's really going to be interesting because of what you just said. Exactly that. So Diva has her own band called right. Blood Hunter. Right. Okay. Jake has his own band called Syra. Tom has Primal Fear. And the other three are just, yeah, you know, doing <laughs> session gigs and right. having time. So it's going to be interesting how this whole thing with touring and playing live is going to develop in the future. I honestly, I'm ready. I, I still got my suitcase packed. Like I can leave tomorrow and be gone for eight months. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> ready to go. <laughs> Very nice. Well, let me ask you this, Jen. I, just because when I, when I first saw that you were out of Evanescence, 
I had a totally different impression just from seeing you perform of what you were going to do. And it's not what you were going to do. It's not what you did, but I'm curious if you at least considered it. I actually thought maybe you would kind of go the Nita Strauss way to kind of be a high end, high end, uh, for hire person. Because I mean, you, you obviously can play, you obviously have the look to do that. You know, did you consider possibly doing that? Let me just say the amount of offers I got for a couple of months was overwhelming. Okay. I I really had, there was, everything was in that box of offers. There was the ridiculous ones. There was the really like pay very well ones. There was sure. the, the high end ones like, but the thing is, you cannot, after six years, being like fully committed to that band, you cannot just like break up and the next day you go like, okay, all right, let's go. I, sure. I, I'm not like that. I just, I, you know, therefore these six years meant too much for me. And um, when it came to like considering which path to take, do I find a band? Do I found a band? Do I go solo? You know, it's it, the first thing that came to my mind. It was like, sure, I've got time for my third solo album, but see how that worked out. <laughs> right. <laughs> and and honestly, if if people sent me requests for, you know, like a guest solo or a guest contribution, whatever, I am totally open minded. But the one thing, like I said earlier, is I have to like the music. Sure. One could pay one could pay me 5 grand and if the music sucks and I don't like it, I'm not going to put a piece of my heart and my soul mm-hmm. into that piece of music. That's as easy as it, as it is. And when Tom asked me and showed me the songs, it was really like the music convinced me and I said, "Okay, that's great. Who's the rest of the band?" Right. And uh, then he introduced me to everybody and I'm like, "Aha. Oh, ah. Mm. Right. <laughs> Well, and it probably, I'm, I'm going to take a guess. Tell me if I'm right or wrong. If it wouldn't have been somebody you knew, you might not have jumped in. Because having somebody there that you were comfortable with after going through something bad was probably helpful. Probably, yes. I, I, I guess that is a big factor. And I keep saying that in interviews, you know, to replace somebody or play in a band and find somebody that is a virtuoso on their instrument is easy. There are gazillions of fantastic virtuos musicians like out sure. there. But then you have to find somebody who's who's ready to commit to that, to that the whole package, meaning I'll be gone from home for eight months, maybe. Right. This is, <laughs> is going to be the overall title of this, right. eight months. <laughs> eight months with Jim Majura. And, and, you know, you have to find somebody who's committed enough and willing to live that life. And that that shrinks down the list to like, I don't know, maybe a hundred. Sure. And then there's the biggest problem. And I quote Rob Zombie, you have to find somebody you can actually be with 24 mm-hmm. seven. Because if you think about it, the show is, what is it? Like 90 minutes or right. 120 minutes. So what the fuck about those? What the hell about those other 22 and a half, 22 hours a day sure. on a tour? You're, you don't have like, time for a private escape or something it's just like you have to get along with these people and i mean like i said i've known tom for 
over like almost 20 years now. Sure. And because I'm only 29. <laughs> right. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, yeah, it was definitely a big, big part of my decision that I knew Tom for so long. Well, you guys obviously have made a great decision because the the first video anyway, if the first video is a sign of what the rest of the music sounds like, I can't wait to hear it because it's just it's it's cool. And like you said, it's not really something you can tell someone, uh, you know, I, I've been sharing the video around to people because, you know, oh, people you. know, people know what I do and they, they ask me who I'm talking to. And then when I, when I tell them and, Oh, what's the new band sound like yours was one. I had no answer. I was like, <laughs> well, it's sort of death pop power metal. This, you know, it's like, I, I don't know how to even describe it. Death pop power metal. What did you just say? Yeah, That's death fantastic. pop power metal. I, I because it really is sorta. It's not full yeah. on death metal. It's not full on power metal, but it's got an arena rock type of a bottom end. It's got your guitar playing, which is very modern. You know, it it's it doesn't check one box. It checks a lot of boxes. Thank you. Yeah, you know? like I said, like if somebody asks you, just say crossover metal. And then everybody's going to go like, what's that? And then well, you go like, you, well, listen. <laughs> you know what, though? If you, say, if you tell them that, I'm going to tell you why that doesn't work. Because mm -hmm. in the old days, in the old days, and I'm an old guy, I'm 29 too, right? Times two. Yeah, of course. So, you know, it, in, in the old days, crossover metal was like biohazard. They mm -hmm. considered that the crossover metal between metal and hardcore. And mm -hmm. they called that crossover metal. So I don't want to say that and have people expecting, you know, well, tales from the hard side and then getting what you're maybe you doing. Should, maybe you should call it new crossover metal. Yeah, there maybe we, we should have added the new. The new Damn part. New, mm. pow, new death power <laughs> pop metal. <laughs> anyway, you know what? I think it's when it comes to writing music, like I said in the beginning, if you don't limit yourself with listening to music. I mean, I'm a big Queen fan. I love Aerosmith. Mm -hmm. I love sure. Testament. I love Lamb of God. I love Arch Enemy. You know, it's, it's all kinds of like different styles of music. I love Dream Theater. I love Sons of Apollo, the proggy stuff. And, and if all of that is combined in like a new, fresh, whatever it is, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. You don't need a label. It's just music that we, the band, definitely enjoy listening to. And enjoy making. Sure. That's it. No, definitely. One question outside of all this, and ah. I only learned about this during the week when you and I were emailing. Okay. <laughs> Tell everybody about your YouTube channel, which is <laughs> as fun of a channel as I think I've come across. It is so goofy fun. And I don't, and, and again, you want to talk about something else that's hard to describe. Uh -huh. You know, the, the, the one video that for sure I watched 20 times, so I made you a full nickel on YouTube from watching this video over and over, was the one vlog with you and everybody I think you've ever met just dancing. The, the one with, <laughs> with the guy from Steel Panther and like some death battle guys and some crew guys. And I was like, what is going on with this? But it's, it's hilarious. Okay. So here's, here's the thing. When you dive into the business of YouTube, you know, and you want to become mm. like successful. I never did YouTube for the sake of money. I've always done it sure. because it's fun. Sure. And uh, especially during these past years of the pandemic and everything, I, I felt like I am on a mission. I want to, and that's just my total personality. I want to spread good vibes to people. You know, I think the world is serious enough with really serious problems. 
And so if I can make people forget their problems for just a short little amount of time by watching something with good energy, good vibes, positive vibes, then that's my mission. And I don't right. care what the hell I'm doing, whether I'm boiling, like what did I boil, um, uh, like an artichoke? Okay. Uh, or I'm like dancing with colleagues or I am explaining songs or I play guitar or I cook with my dad. And, you know, it's, it's just all about like spread good energies. Sure. And I was lucky enough to build a beautiful community with my YouTube channel with really awesome people that mingle every single time there's a premiere for whatever. And uh, that dance video, I, there are two dance videos, actually. Okay. Um, one was taking place at the Area 53 Festival, and uh, it was the same thing. I just walked up to people and I said, hey, I mean, I knew most of them, of course, but, sure. you know, I went up there like, hey, I want to dance with you. <laughs> and, of course, at a metal festival, everybody's like, yeah, sure. Right. <laughs> and I said, cool. Okay, here's my boombox. That's the song we're going to dance to. Let's dance. And everybody's like, what, 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 what? Excuse me? <laughs> But it's just so much fun. And for example, um, the Steel Panther guys, I didn't know them, like not in okay. person. Their, their tour manager came to me and said, hey, are you Asian? And I'm like, no, I'm not going to dance on a stage with Steel Panther. I'm, this is not <laughs> what I'm going to do. The hell get out of my face. <laughs> no. But then, I, but then I said, okay, I don't want to dance with the guys on stage, but can I like dance in the backstage with them? And okay, you know, tour managers are always trying to like keep their chicken coop together. Sure. So he was really a little bit complicated. And I just, I just saw them and I, I just walked up to them and I was like, hey, can I dance with you? Sure. And I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> and so uh, yeah, so we had like Alex Skolnick of Testament in that video, Cataclysm, the guys from Cataclysm danced yeah. with me, Enzaferum danced with me, Scar Symmetry danced with me. Uh, in the other video, Destruction, we're dancing with me. Right. You know, this is a, all kinds of like... These super... real serious guys. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, just come on. It's what's so terrible about enjoying life and showing people that you have a good time. Right. right. All and I know so... is I, I'm watching this video, the, that uh -huh. video, and I know Maurizio pretty well from Cataclysm. Yeah. yeah. And. In my lifetime, I've never seen the guy smile. And I mean, I've run into him a hundred times and, and he's dancing. I'm like, what the hell is this? You know? <laughs> yeah, it's just about having fun. The same thing when I started the one minute jams during the pandemic in March right. 2020, I thought like it just it just got established that everybody would do like, you know, these online incorporated like way too long covers because after right. the first chorus i knew exactly how everybody's living room was looking and i'm like right. yeah, it's boring so and you can't really introduce like a storyline to a video like that so i said okay let's make it short let's and my in, initial attempt was to have the youtube countdown for the premiere which is two minutes back in the days so you couldn't adjust right. and edit it sure so i wanted the countdown to be longer than the actual video <laughs> nice. that was everything so i said okay a minute and a half awesome and <laughs> Dude, I can't believe who really agreed to join me on those one-minute gems. I mean, we speak of Nico McBrain of Iron Maiden, right. Mike Mangini of Gene Theater, Richie Kotzen, Gus G, Mike Portnoy. It's, I mean, Billy Sheehan, Ron Bumblefoot Thal, Matthias Eckel, Glenn Sobel. Like, the list is countless. And right. I, I'm like, how... <laughs> 
how did I do this? <laughs> it's crazy. But it's the best 27 and a half minutes you can, you know, spend watching those yeah. four minute gems. It is. It's a, the, the whole channel is a ton of fun. And Oh, thank you. Uh, and I will tell you, I know how you did it. Believe it or not, you're famous. So, you know. Oh, come on. <laughs> I hate that word. I hate it. Yeah, but it it's proven true. <laughs> you know, it definitely is. I just try to be a goofy, happy, positive person, you know. Right, definitely. That's all. <laughs> well, you're definitely uh, you're definitely happy. You definitely should be happy with how we end, which is Absolutely. from what we're hearing is fantastic. First single is uh My Fighting Heart and um we'll play we'll play a little piece of it here to wrap the interview up, but before we do, Jen, why don't you since you run all the socials, why don't you tell us where we should send people to follow the band and get all the tour dates and buy product when it's available and all that. Hello, everybody. My name is Gemma Dura. <laughs> I am the social media content creator and manager of the band How We End, a new crossover metal band from Europe. Okay, anyway, <laughs> we are we are everywhere. Honestly, um, we are mainly on, you know, Instagram um, for the elderly people. We're on Facebook and, uh, you know, Twitter and TikTok and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, and we definitely have a YouTube channel and we would appreciate it so, so much if you would subscribe to not miss out on any further videos and especially so you won't miss the next video where I'm still like wrapping my mind and thoughts around how to make this happen. But it's I'm, I'm going to make it happen. And then you won't miss it when you subscribe to our YouTube channel. <laughs> Very cool. Is it all how we end like at how we end or is it how we end official or what is it? Is it it's just how we end everywhere. How we end. Okay. Easy because enough. this is how we end. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Well, this is how we end. We're going to end with my my fighting heart new single. So, Jen, um, thanks so much for joining me here on Chris Haker Presents. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> 